This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. With the very latest in rural news, this is Ag Insights on Mornings with Ian Smith. Collier's Rural and Agribusiness. Licence REAA 2008. Well, as you know by now, Smithy's crook today, which is oh. his loss, but it's because it means I get to chat with the wonderful Aroha, and Ag Insights is all ours today. Aroha, the world-renowned Ian Smith, Morning to the Ian Smith segment. How are you doing? It's been a long time, pal. I am a little bit excited this week, actually. All this talk about free trade agreements and Young Farmer of the Year. I wrote a big story on that after it was announced. We'll talk about that in a minute, though. It's been quite a good week. Even it, for dairy, well, even if they say it hasn't been, even for dairy. Okay, so there's lots of good stuff going on, and I did see some news about Young Farmer of the, uh, of the Year, so we'll, we'll uh, look forward to finding out a bit about that. But you want to start with, yeah, and it should be top of the agenda because it's it's big news, free trade agreement with the EU, which I rec- see has received mixed response from the farming and agricultural community. I think any kind of free trade agreement is going to have some sort of mixed response because they've got such – I think the hardest thing around the the free trade agreement that I only just found out, I think, this morning, especially when it comes to dairy, was because they've got like a million different sorts of rules and you can't get rid of every single one. So they're better off, but they might not have – one as much as some other players in the free trade agreement. So Prime Minister Chris Hipkins and Damien O'Connor took off on a plane to Brussels. They witnessed the signing and it's been in the news ever since. When it comes in, 94% of product lines will be tariff-free, including horticultural products like kiwi fruit and apples as well as wine and seafood. The news wasn't well, look, put it this way, it wasn't anywhere near 94% in terms of dairy and meat products. But the EU Trade Commissioner said there were always sensitivities around agriculture, but the agreement retained appropriate precaution for things like beef and sheep meat. That sounds like some diplomatic language. When I did some investigations into it, basically I found out that the guys who went in and negotiated for it fought really hard like Tyson. I don't know if I should use the word Tyson. Maybe another boxer who did really well. Muhammad Ali. So he went. they went in there and they fought hard and they got the very best deal they could. Yeah, with Tyson, a range of issues, including biting <laughs> a man's ear, which is the wrong sort of meat. I've actually got a delicious... Um, Hurunui Farms are a, a company down here, or well, just a, a real small operation down here in this part of the world, and they do kind of big meat boxes, you know, kind of wholesale farm meat. And so we can avoid the supermarkets, which is, um, that's my campaign at the moment, avoid the supermarkets. And I've got a big box of that waiting to get home to today. And my funky pumpkin Is this uh, a proposal? Veg. Is that, oh, um, that's a yes. Okay, straight to the Māori girl's heart right there with a meat box. Oh, yeah, just a, and it's, it's oh, they say it's for two people for a week, the amount of food in there. So I'm, I'm excited. So look, I know important exactly how important our... Uh, uh, sheep and beef in particular is to mm. New Zealanders, but 
also pork. That's something that we're pretty passionate about, it's fair to say. And I hear some pork farmers are quietly happy around the stricter rules. Well, New Zealand porks appeal to the government to ensure that the same standards and regs that they have to adhere to were also enforced on important products has fallen on deaf ears of late. So they're, they're a little happier around stricter rules being enforced on importers, right? But Parliament's yeah. Regulations Committee announced last week that they have recommended the government consider clearer country of origin labelling requirements for all pork products. At the moment, a product can be listed as being made in New Zealand on the front of the package, but then you turn it over and you look at the little stuff that not in, not even your granny glasses gets up close and, and, and comfortable with, and you'll see that there's a big list of countries that the pork may have been sourced uh, from. I have I'll seen say, that before. I wondered you? what's going on. Yeah, You know, when I saw this, I thought, I think I might just go down to my local, because I, I travel a distance to get to work. So there's this great place I go shopping that is not um, super crowded. Mm. And you, you might be saying avoid the supermarkets. I get why. But I go in there and I'm always an, a, an avid label reader and I've never seen this. And there's just like another thing to be scared of when I find something at, at the supermarket. So I'm going to do that today. I'm going to go and see and try and find out. But how do you know? So when you're going in to well, find the pork products, like... Are we looking at stuff was, that's packaged, you know, like the... I kind of always just assumed it was, and I don't know this for a fact, but I always thought it was probably because they might have certain cuts or certain bits of meat in their workshop that they can't, a billion percent guarantee, don't sure. get in to the, the so, they, so they have to say it. But for the most part, it is New Zealand pork and you'd be, you know, right. it, we were talking a tiny fraction. I always thought that was the case. But I always thought it was I, like, you, you know, I'm having a Ryan Bridge total speculation make up a story moment um, where it was because whoa. they may have had other products from other places being processed in the same equipment and they couldn't. Yeah, sure. Maybe stuff that like that. Sense. I'm sure that farmers will tell us. So, yeah, okay, good on the pork people for standing up for things to be changed because there's nothing worse than knowing you're the only dude not in a fair playing field, right? Yeah, of course. And again, when it's so important to uh, there's so many good, good New Zealanders involved. And I, speaking of good New Zealanders, Andy Thompson with his sidekick Joe Bell, just the rural renegades, <laughs> the, the titans of the rural broadcasting industry, and... I noticed that Andy was down in Timaru for the Young Farmer of the Year contest. Who ended up winning that? I know the answer, but I'll lob you the alley-oop. A woman. <gasps> and she's a mum. Do you know, when I got the story sent through and it was like, those are the two lead lines, I was like, I would have led with she was the dude's sister who won last year. It's like this whole, it's like super family. They should be, if you guys are rural renegades, then they should be like, what's a farmer superhero title? Farmer fullers? No, it's a bit New Zealand, isn't it? Well, she's a fullies. So she's an, <laughs> she's an incredible woman anyway, an incre incredible human being. But for the first time in the competition's 55-year history, a woman crowned champion, Pirongia dairy farmer Emma Poole, won the title. And it's a year after her brother had won the title. And then this morning I'm watching Tally and there's her brother giving all the down low on the EU FTA. So, you know, they're super knowledgeable about their industry, um, about what makes them tick and their community tick. And I think it's a lovely tick. And how can it be 55 years? Because I'm, I come from, I was born and raised in Thames. 
And there are so many women farmers. And the only other farm that I've had experience on is down in Waimate in the South Island, um, where Dave and Karen Alice have their farms. I was only there way back in the 90s when it was like border diking was still a thing. Um, but they had massive farms and women farmers were everywhere. So I don't understand how it's taken this long. So Emma, congratulations. Yeah, it's it's trailblazing. It's really, really cool. And uh, if you want to hear the chat that Andy had with her, you can go to the Rural Roundup podcast page and listen to that. And I'm going to go and do that because I'm curious. I think it's really special and the family connection, but also just doing something for the first time. That is overdue. Very good, Aroha. No this worries. was fun. This was fun. I would like to know what the criteria is for Young Farmer of the Year because I would like to see what we're Is there an age limit? On. Well, if it's Young Farmer of the Year, I guess it must be. Oh, Coral down there milking his nanny goats isn't going to get a nomination, is he? Joe would know. He's the the farm, the the rural round of expert. But maybe we'll get Joe to do a bit of Googling and we can educate everybody on the other side of this. Thank you, Anna. Great to chat. That is. Love your uh, face. (laughs) Very good. Collier's Rural and Agribusiness. Do we have an outro sting to play there, Joe? With the very latest in rural news, this is Ag Insights on Mornings with Ian Smith. Profit from the best advice with Collier's Rural and Agribusiness. Licence REAA 2008. And just a couple of texts before we shoot off and get back with Staffy. Jack McDonald is New Zealand's version of Babe Didrickson. Yes, good point. Uh, I see Baz has Stokes in at Cambridge Synthetic on Thursday and Rabada on Wednesday at Rickett and Synthetic. A chance to, go, chance to go bang, bang for Baz and the GGs. Cam, they'll both be very good chances as well. Stokes are fresh, are first up, uh, but Rabada's found his form down here in the South Island. Greatest sportsman, Jim Thorpe, unnamed texter. Ree Shohei Otani, is it the equivalent of Luke Brooks at the West Tigers? Good player in a bad team. Maybe Simon Mannering on the Warriors. Look, no offence to Luke Brooks. I won't say a bad, have a bad word spoken about Simon Mannering, but I'd say Shohei Tani's got a bit more talent than, than Luke Brooks at his respected uh, craft. I think that's probably fair to say. Back soon.